News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change that our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Guys, our sponsor for today's show is Patriot Academy. PatriotAcademy.com. You have heard me talk about this organization, but um, this truly is, for many students, a life-altering event. Um, I cannot tell you how many 16, 17, 18, 20, 25-year-olds that have gone to this leadership program and come out with an entirely new direction for their life. You can go to patriotacademy.com to find out where they do these events, but essentially they take these students and they go through a week of being a legislator. They actually debate in the in the Texas House of Representatives, in the uh, Delaware House of Representatives, Idaho House of Representatives. It's an incredible experience. I have been involved with them. I believe in what they do. In fact, if you contact them and tell them that you heard about them through the Luke Messias show, I will contribute toward your uh, fee of actually attending. If you know a student that needs to go, that needs direction for their life, they're going to have an opportunity to learn about worldview, about free market economics, about the values that hold society together, and they're going to have an opportunity to be equipped to be a part of making the change that our community, our state, our nation need. So patriotacademy.com, we're grateful for their willingness to sponsor this podcast, and we also want to encourage each and every one of you to check them out. Please do so today. Well, this is episode 39 of the Luke Messiah Show. The title of this episode is Dwayne Burns versus Jeff Leach, The Tale of Two Legislators. And um, I know that everybody is watching over the last week as we discuss the Dennis Bonin situation um, that has arisen, the scandal, um, the deceit and the actions that he and Representative Burroughs took to try to directly mislead their colleagues and 29 million Texans and all of the Texas mainstream media. Um, But one of the rays of hope that has come out of this is that there is actually a lot more unity in the Republican caucus from the more liberal wing, from the middle of the caucus and kind of the center ideological spectrum and the furthest right wings of the Republican Party. So you have a situation where you have literally all three factions coming together in opposition to the corruption that exists in the Texas House. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, Dwayne Dwayne Burns deserves credit. He deserves credit for the courage and moral clarity that he displayed when he came out with a strong statement following the caucus retreat. And I want to provide context to this. Um, I was the main Republican strategist against Dwayne twice, um, once when he originally ran in 2014 and went to a Republican runoff in the primary there. He got elected with 53% of the vote. And then again, two years later, when Philip Eby, who ran the first time, ran again on a rematch, and Dwayne again was reelected with 53.6% of the vote for his reelection. And uh, being involved in both of those campaigns, I... Uh, I'm probably not the don't have the easiest time coming out and saying that Dwayne deserves so much credit for his courage and moral clarity, but I really think that he does. And I think that again goes to show the type of um, unity that that Dennis Bonin's actions are causing within the Republican caucus. Uh, unfortunately for him, it's unity against his 
leadership. On the other hand, uh, when Jeff Leach ran in 2012, um, I was, you know, what you might call a cheerleader of Jeff. Um, he made it into the runoff there in a contentious primary, and he was the clear conservative choice. And I remember encouraging people I knew uh, who are donors to get involved in that race, encouraging activists to go block walk, that it was a top priority for us. Um, even had clients that were block walking and standing early voting polls for Jeff, trying to make sure that conservatives, not just Republicans, but conservatives won that primary specifically. Um, you know, when both of these men entered the legislature, uh, Jeff was a little more conservative than Dwayne um, from his voting record perspective. This last legislative session, they were pretty much in lockstep. In fact, I went to Rice University and they're literally next to each other. When you take every single vote they cast while in the Texas House of Representatives, I mean, there's literally a hair separating them ideologically. So they're very similarly aligned today just when it comes to their political and policy positions and where they fall on the ideological spectrum of the Republican Party. But these are two men, one whom I have personally opposed significantly and, and people I work with and conservative allies, and one who conservatives have supported a lot, and yet they couldn't be any more different when it comes to uh, the Dennis Bonin situation. And I really want to break down the two statements that each of them put out following it, and then the fallout from those statements, the reaction of normal, regular voters, Republicans, elected officials, party activists, and how they saw these different statements. So knowing that, uh, I want to put a little context to Burns versus Jeff Leach and what the difference is. So Jeff Leach put a statement, it was a joint statement by Representative Sanford, Shaheen, Justin Holland. Um, I've talked to a number of the legislators on this statement uh, and uh, we'll share that I don't think even some of the differences are 100% for all four of them, uh, meaning I think even some of them do and don't disagree with every single thing said here, or they actually voted differently when it comes to their uh, involvement in the caucus. So uh, it's just the part when you put four names on a statement, there's some complications that arise. So I want to be careful um, about this, but I do want to hone in on some, some specific things said and problems that I think people are taking with these statements. But here's the most important thing I want to explain. Dwayne Burns put out a statement and he put out a statement in his statement. He clearly said, I can no longer support Dennis Bond as Speaker of the House. Okay. That's what he said. And he talked about honesty. He talked about integrity. He talked about the, in fact, let me just read it for y'all so you, you hear. Here's what Dwayne Burns said. I expect honesty and integrity from my House colleagues, and they expect the same from me. The recorded conversation between Speaker Dennis Bond and Michael Sullivan and Representative Dustin Burroughs has resulted in division, created distrust, and could undermine the Republican efforts during a general election cycle where the future of Texas hangs in the balance. I believe Dennis Bond has lost the trust of the members of the Texas House, the citizens I serve, and the voters across the state of Texas. I can no longer support Dennis Bonin as Speaker of the Texas House. Um, Dwayne has received a lot of positive feedback for this statement. And he has received positive feedback from all sections of the Republican Party, from Chamber of Commerce members, to local elected officials, to Republican Party activists, to his longtime supporters, to his longtime opponents. Okay, Understand that across the board, people are seeing where individuals stand on this, and they are appreciative of the moral clarity provided by legislators like Dwayne Burns. My dad would always tell me that where you stand on an issue is often determined by where you sit. And I think that some of the incumbent state representatives that are continuing to hold fast to Dennis Bonin do not understand that everybody who is sitting outside of the circle of supporters of Dennis Bonin sees this very clearly. And I think that the reactions to Dwayne are very evident. If you go to our... Uh, 
blog post with this episode, you'll have a chance to look at, at Dwayne's comments. And then I'd really encourage you to click on the comments under his posts and read all of the feedback, but you will see nothing but just positive feedback constantly. Now, Jeff Leach's was very different. And uh, to this point, I don't think that Jeff has deleted any of those comments or anything. And so I, I, I appreciate um, that. Uh, I checked this morning and, and they're all still there. So you can go and read some of the comments there, but you'll see a lot of criticism. You'll see criticism from people who have been longtime supporters of Jeff. You'll see criticism from individuals um, who you know probably were against him last time as well. So you have his, his critics and his uh, previous supporters all coming in saying this really doesn't line up with um, an, uh, you know the type of standard that we believe should be held. I think Matt Schaefer summed it up really well in his call for the resignation of Speaker Bonin when he said the behavior we tolerate becomes the standard we set. And I think a lot of Texans are looking at the Republican caucus right now realizing that the standard that they are setting for who should be their mantle bearer seems significantly weaker than the standard that we thought we as Republicans held. Let me break down the joint statement by the Collin County Republicans with a handful of things that I think people have problems with. The first one being that at the start, it says scripture directs us to be slow to speak and quick to listen. And then it says, and this is how we have attempted to proceed with the developments regarding the secretly recorded and now public conversation on June 12th between Speaker Bonin and Representative Dustin Rose and Michael Quinn Sullivan. Um, first of all, the insertion of the word secret is intentional. Okay, in fact, I could tell you a lot of things that have happened in the Republican caucus, but I will tell you this, the caucus leadership has specifically pushed back against statements that didn't use the word secretly recorded. Uh, it's like everyone wants to know that Dennis Bonin and Dustin Burroughs didn't know when they were living duplicitous lives that they were being recorded, and I don't know if that's in somehow an attempt to paint them as victims of their own duplicity, but it seems intentional. Um, I've appreciated several other people just referring to it as a recording, um, but Dennis Bonin and his team have specifically tried to get the word secretly recorded as a description within how this conversation played out. But the other thing is that it says here, uh, scripture directs us to be slow to speak and quick to listen. And um, it's very difficult, I think, for a lot of people to read this and believe that these representatives have done that. Some people remember back in August when Dennis Bonin came out with his apology that Jeff Leach and Matt Shaheen and, and several of these people were among those coming out very quickly saying, this is the type of humility we expect from our speaker and leader. Now we can start to move on. And uh, in fact, they were eager to do so. They were eager to move on past this issue. So it doesn't seem like their attitude has been to be quick to listen. And in fact, I... I I think that at least most of the members who signed on to this letter, Jeff Leach is the only one I know that listened to the recording before it was released, which means that the rest of these members didn't listen to the recording. So the idea of being quick to listen doesn't seem to hold true if you didn't go listen to the recording when you had months to hear it and then make a judgment call based on the ethical standards that Republicans hold. So there's a little bit of controversy around whether or not that's very accurate. Here's something I do have a greater issue with, though. The statement then says, with no reservation and in the strongest sense possible, we condemn his words and actions. And again, I really wish we could have just an honest public conversation about this. Um, there was a vote that came before the body where uh, the statement that went out was going to change the word condemn to censure. 
okay? And I know that Dennis Bonin stood up at, the, at some point and, and exclaimed to his colleagues that he did not want to be censured. In fact, that's what he said. And um, at that point, uh, a very thin majority of those present voted to not put the word censure in. But I also know that several of the representatives uh, on this letter also voted against putting the word censure in. Uh, I know that Representative Justin Holland voted to put the word censure in, so I will at least make sure that that's public. I don't want to accuse him of doing that. Um, I'm not 100% sure where the other three members voted, each and every one of them, but I know that some of them did support um, keeping the word condemn and not putting the word censure in. The word censure not only holds stronger weight to it, but it also has stronger ramifications to it. And I, I find it very difficult. And again, I really hope that we can all start having a more honest conversation about this because um, one of the main reasons for the contention right now is that words matter and uh, that we have a speaker and a, and a former caucus chairman who directly tried to deceive the entire general public, the media, and their Republican colleagues and still have yet to say they tried to do that or that they targeted members in their own party. They still won't even publicly say that. But they say with no reservations and in the strongest sense possible, we condemn. And the difficulty is if you voted as a member of the caucus against putting the word censure in, then you do not, in the strongest sense possible, condemn the situation. Because you specifically worked to keep the word censure from being put in the statement, which means it's in like the second strongest sense possible or in the, you know, some other version of that. Um, and co condemn is a strong word. So let, let me not, I don't want to take away from uh, the strength of, of the word condemn. Um, but uh, there are uh, serious problems with um, just the statement is a pretty strong statement when it says in the strongest sense possible, we condemn, when it was definitely not in the strongest sense possible. Uh, there's another statement made that I think a lot of people did have a little bit of difficulty with, but um, it just says here, let me read, uh, we join our fellow caucus members in calling on the speaker to work diligently to prove all 149 House members, to prove to all 149 House members, and more importantly to the people of Texas, that he can rebuild the trust and continue to faithfully lead the House and our state forward. Now, uh, compare this to Dwayne Burns, who says, you have lost the trust of the members, which I think is true. Um, I don't think Dennis Bonin can prove to 149 House members, and more importantly, all of Texas, that he's willing to rebuild the trust. When the recording came out and Dennis Bonin and Dustin Burroughs put one-sentence statements out saying, now it's out there, we can move on. Does that sound like somebody who's trying to rebuild the trust? Does that sound like somebody who's recognizing that they deliberately attempted to mislead all of Texas? No. It sounds like somebody who's trying to maintain the powerful position that they hold. And then this statement, I think, is, is very problematic. It says, he can rebuild trust and continue to faithfully lead the house. And I know words matter, and I know discussion is important. Continue to faithfully lead the house. The entire reason that this discussion is happening is because Dennis Bonin did not faithfully lead the house. And I think, again, it shows a misunderstanding of what his actions were and what they did. 
it's frustrating to a lot of Republicans, a lot of the party leaders, a lot of the conservative activists, a lot of the donors, a lot of the local elected officials that there seems to be an inability of Republican legislators to recognize that Dennis Bonin has not been faithful to the people of Texas, to the Republican caucus, to his own standard. Dennis Bonin and Dustin Bro set the standard. They're the ones who rewrote the bylaws to say that a member who targets another member can get potentially kicked out of the caucus, their own standard. And I'd really like to know in there if we should amend it to say, and if you do it and then lie about it and then lie about it again and then lie about it again and get caught, you will automatically receive the harshest punishment available. But um, they violated their own standard and yet still you have members saying, we hope they can rebuild trust and continue to faithfully lead the house. Meaning that they're literally describing their current acts as faithfully. They're still leading the house faithfully and we hope they continue to. Not and return to what they once were when they faithfully led the house. This isn't, you know, uh, somebody might think I'm being nitpicky on the words, but I think these words were picked specifically for a reason. I've been involved in the crafting of these statements, okay? They go back and forth. You want to make sure you say things just right. And there's a reason that it says continue to faithfully the house. And it's unfortunate. And I'm not impugning the intentions of every member who signed on to this letter. I have specifically talked to two of the members that signed on to this letter. I think we had help, fruitful conversations. At least hopefully they know. Uh, and I told them my, my goal was in no way to... Um, try to imply all of their motives. I think that's a really dangerous thing to do because I don't know all their motives. And I know that when you're trying to put a joint statement together where four members are all signing on to the same thing, you know, everybody wants to say it a little differently. I think it's important to just put that out there. But I also think there's a reason that all the Collin County Republicans that I've talked to are very disappointed with this statement. And I'm not saying that means every single Republican in Collin County is, but I can tell you that the vast majority are. And they're incredibly disappointed that there is lacking within the perspective of many legislators a clear sense of moral clarity on this issue. And I don't think that Republican elected officials, the few that are holding tightly to Dennis Bond and recognize the fact that from the outside looking in, it's very clear what the problem is. And yet, they cannot face it. It, it says something here, the, the words... Uh, the public conversation between Dennis Bond and Representative Burroughs and Michael Quinn Sullivan, Speaker Bonin's words and actions are not only offensive, they have caused deep wounds in the Texas House. He did say some offensive things within that recording, and those are bad politically. But I can tell you this, he lied about it multiple times, over and over and over again. And he is not on the path to healing when Speaker Bonin and Dustin Burroughs put out statements that are one sentence long, trying to cover up their missteps, trying to encourage people to move on through this. We haven't admitted we were wrong. We haven't admitted that we targeted our own members. We haven't admitted that we tried to cover it up and lied about it. They can't do it. They can't publicly come out and say we targeted our own members. The last public statement Dustin Burroughs made about this, he said we didn't target our own members. That was the last public statement he made. There was no list. I was off the cuff reading some stuff. My goal was for Michael not to target any Republicans. It's not true. 
It's not true based on your own words in the recording. Dustin, still, just come out and say it. Dennis can't because the admittance of that would be an admittance that you've abdicated your right to lead. And this is not advocating for Luke Macias' choice for speaker or Jonathan Stickland's or Michael Quinn Sullivan's. Did you know that the next Republican speaker, because Dennis Bonin will not be the speaker, the next Republican speaker is not going to be Michael Sullivan's choice. It's not going to be Jonathan Stickland's choice. It's not going to be Luke Macias' choice. It's not going to be the Freedom Caucus's choice. It's not going to be any body on the far right's choice of the Republican Party, okay? Or the most conservative, okay? Because I think far right's a kind of a mainstream media term. So I'm sorry to my listeners for saying that. But the most principled conservative uh, in the legislature, that's not going to be where the speaker's going to come. The speaker's going to come from somewhere in the middle, but the next speaker is guaranteed to be more honest than Dennis Bonin. And that's an unfortunate reality that the Republican caucus has to start accepting. You have people like Dwayne Burns, who Parent PAC supported in their election and empowered Texans and young conservatives of Texas and Right to Life and other conservatives opposed who are coming out with clear senses of moral clarity. And then you have other people who conservatives across the state work tirelessly to elect who refuse to address the issue and who seem to be hell-bent on keeping Dennis Bonin's chances for remaining speaker alive. And I think that's disheartening to so many people. But if there's one thing I want to say is that you should have hope because Republicans are uniting more than ever in opposition to Dennis Bonin. It is a very good thing for the future of our state. It's a very good thing for the future of the party, for the future of conservatives. And we will end up stronger on the other side of this. There are relationships that are being torn. There are groups and factions that are being ripped apart. But Republicans are going to end up stronger. And the next step to healing is having an honest conversation about what Dustin Bros and Dennis Bonin actually did. And I think people's disappointment in the joint statement of the Collin County Republican Caucus was that it failed to meet that standard. If you've listened all the way through this podcast, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate your continued listenership. Please consider subscribing to either YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts on. Um, and thank you for all that you continue to do for Texas. We have got to get this message out, and we've got to urge the Republican Party and Republican elected officials to stand up for what is decent, for integrity, for honesty, and uh, let's find a new leader of the Republican caucus, not somebody who I would pick. I'm okay with that. Let's just find somebody honest. Let's reset the clock. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. If you value this content and want our message to spread, please consider three of the following steps. One, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review. Two, visit lukemessias.com and sign up for our email alerts. And three, follow Raz and I on Twitter and visit my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Thank you so much and God bless.